guys, it's the MPG Real Estate Podcast. Uh, I got Ed Galvin, Advanced Website Strategies. What's up, Ed? Good morning, how are you? Good morning, how are you? I'm good. Awesome. Um, good? So, I don't think that a lot of people in the community here are going to know as much as people in Hilton Head, right? Um, so, right. for you guys that don't know, Ed is a website designer, marketing extraordinaire from Hilton Head. They're, they do most of our online marketing, all of our website stuff, all of our SEO. Um, they've been huge for our business. And I know you guys have been big. I know they have they have a variety of clients in the area, and, I, and I've seen some of the work that they've done in their portfolio. And I know you guys are big everywhere. But um, awesome, man. yeah, you guys have been mm-hmm. great. So um, the reason I want to have you on is because I think that real estate is is a wide topic, right? And I think that more and more marketing, online marketing, is coming in on that, right? Like the so when me and Matt talk about being real estate investors. We started out by saying we're actually really a marketing company more than anything. That's right. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's where the whole industry is going to head. Um, so let's talk about your background. Sure. So where did okay. you get started? You turn 18, move out of your miles, what happens? Okay. So I'm originally from New York. Okay. And uh, I've got that kind of mentality. I, I say coffee <laughs> and chocolate. <laughs> and um, I went to the University of Vermont, studied communications journalism. And so I know the word, I can write well. And so after that, I actually uh, went and got a master's at Harvard in business psychology. Okay. And it's learning how to work with people in business and really just sort of getting into their minds and helping them get better at what they do in their job. And so even after that, I applied all this to all this learning with, with what I do with computers. And so the computer work that I do is so amazing because I, it just grows, it just never ends. It's everything in business and everything that I've always done with working with people. And so I can literally help everybody in any capacity with computers, with web, with websites and so on. So with, with you, Josh, what we did was we really looked at your, your business and what you want to do. And we want to take that and grow it substantially. And so I have questions for you as well. So it's like, what is it that you really want to do? Because we will help you get there with content and just getting word out for you. Um, so that's the question, <clears throat> right? Where, where, where do we want to go with this? Exactly. Um, so we, we obviously, when we started it, we had the dream of, honestly, this sounds cliche, but just helping people. Mm-hmm. So when we started the company, what we did is we were we were working in the same construction site. Uh, we were both we both have construction backgrounds, and me and Matt were talking, we're like, um, uh, <laughs> no diss on my former job, but wouldn't it be nice if we could create a company that treated their employees better than the way that we were being treated? Like, right. You know, it's not uh-huh. a systemic of, it's a <clears throat> systemic problem. It's not the company I used to work for, they're great. But like overall, the entire time I was working in construction, you know, you don't get a lot of benefits and you're 1099 or whatever. So it was just inspiring, I guess. And um, so when we started this, we wanted to we wanted to be able to help people. And kind of what the vision has grown into is how far can we really take this thing? Because in a year and a half, we've grown. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did three deals last year and now this year we've done 15 so far. And it's only September, beginning of September. And that's even without spending... Well, you know, for that little bit during COVID, right? Like we cut off pretty much all marketing, turned mm-hmm. the faucet right off. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I feel you know we we don't know how far we want to take it, but we know we we have some plans as far as having some different divisions that do some different things and expanding outside of Georgia. Right, like we've got Dallas, Texas now, and, and we're gonna go beyond. Um, but uh, we're 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 really just gonna see how far this thing goes. Well, you know, the word helping is the key. Because when you're, when you're out there chasing the money, it doesn't work with that. It's the passion of really doing something for somebody. Yeah. So you guys are doing it right then. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We, We're excited we, for you with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think money is really either of our... It never has been. You know, as long as we don't have to like... Obviously, everybody wants more money. But if you listen to the guys at the top, they never say, Oh, I did this. I, I started Tesla because I want to be rich. They started... Elon Musk started Tesla because he wanted to change the world. That's right. Bill Gates started Microsoft because he wanted to change the world. Nobody does it. Nobody that's got substantial amounts of money did set out with the goal of making substantial amounts of money. You know what I mean? Or, you know, very few people. Right. But, you know, let me say this on that point. <clears throat> the way to really do it is to sharpen the pencil because the money comes later. Yeah, when absolutely. You, when you, yeah. You're, I mean, you're, you're studying, you're making it grow just by experience and doing it and getting involved and learning every day. That just really works. So sharpen the pencil and just the money flows later. And I've been very fortunate. The last two guests we've had on, so you know, mm-hmm. uh, that they've said the exact same thing. And it's true. You know, everybody I talk to that's got uh, success 
on the whole range in business period, that's what they always say. Help people, everything flows. Success will come. That's right. It's the passion from inside. (laughs) It's the passion from inside. That's right. So you get done with Harvard. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do? I actually started buying real estate. I bought some restaurants and just, I grew business tremendously. I became very wealthy. In New York? In New York. And um, and then the the bomb hit. So kind of changed my life. Lost a lot of money. Kind of starting over with a lot of different things. And and just grew my business in the computer business. What do you think? Afterwards. Where were you vulnerable? So is there anything that somebody can take away from the lesson? Oh my goodness, absolutely. You know, you always want more and more and more. You want to grow and grow and grow. But you got to do it in moderation and do it smart. So when... In 2008, when the things changed with the interest rates and so on, and everything just got blown out, I owned over 50 houses. Yeah. And it was wonderful like, getting income from all, all these houses. You're wonderful. But I leveraged them. So when I did that, it was like, boom, <laughs> when, when the markets changed. So it, you start over and you build. This time, I'm going to do it better and grow much bigger. So I'm guessing you leveraged them near the top of the market. That's right. Okay. <laughs> 2007. <laughs> you don't do that. And you do not... like full 75% like on all of Of course. Yeah. You know why? Because I wanted to buy more and more. I was buying tons of houses because it was working for me. And nobody thought the market was going to collapse. At right? all. I mean, that was like out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, think of, like, you ever seen uh, The Big Short? I did see that. So like Michael Burry and all the guys, like they were like outcasts on Wall Street because they were going uh-huh. around doing all these shorts. <laughs> That's and right. And they ended up like making billions of dollars. Josh, I was making so much money. I mean, it was, it was like, for me, it was easy because it was just natural, just happening because I knew how to do it. And then when the market changes, like, wow, I got a big lesson. So what was the um, first investment property you bought? Do you remember? Um, I, yeah, I was right out of college and I bought a condo up in Vermont. Okay. And I just, you know, rebuilt the whole thing, got tenants. I, I learned, I got a lot of experience from that. So it was wonderful. And just, it worked. Then from that one, I grew more and more and more down in New York when I was down there. Okay. Was that the only one you had up there? Or was the, Yeah, was one in Vermont, of and I had like 40 plus in New York. <laughs> that's Dang. That's great. In New York City or where in New York? It was right in Long Island. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's, yeah. A, oh, they got hit hard too, right? Like yeah, they got one absolutely. of the worst in New York State, Long Island. Crushed. Crushed. Dang. I mean... Live and learn, right? I mean, like you said, it was for the... I mean, silver lining is, I guess, like it changed your life for the better? It did. I'll tell you something. I've got kids. You just do the right thing for them. And you you, you, you go in a different direction. It's it's not, you know, what you go through. It's how you get up. It, it's what's in your heart. And you learn from it and just grow and get better. And you pass that information on someone else. And now you take it step by step and just do the right thing for, for your business and other people. So the thing is, I'm out there. What I'm doing now, which is what you're, what you're doing. I'm helping people from what I've learned. I've got a lot of experience in business. So now, even more experience, which I recommend use for anybody. Oh, yeah, I like that a lot. Oh, um, yeah. And we found that to be true, absolutely. You know, like with what you guys have done for us and the way you've helped mm-hmm. us. And, uh, it's the passion. You know, it's about how we can do something for, for you and other people. And so, we're good at it. <laughs> thank you. Amen. Yeah. Um, so when you're doing real estate, were you doing web developing at the same time? I can't actually pull this a little bit closer to you. Oh, this? Yeah, pull okay. just a little bit. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. I know it's like a no problem. That's no, okay. Um, I actually learned computers and, w- and web design afterwards. Okay. So when I started doing that, it was like, see, I study every day. I, I, I take seminars more than anybody. I learn. I, I take classes and courses. I must have spent in the last couple of years easy 40000 50000 just on learning. And so, but you know what? I love it. So I just take that and I just give it to my clients and just build other people with what I'm learning every day. Because Google has over 200 algorithms and I've got to stay on top. It's like the stock market. i got to stay on top of everything. And, and I, I take every website for a client and I bring them to the top for every keyword that's important for them. And the important thing is to crush the competitors of theirs, which is what we're going to do for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Ed. Mm-hmm. I sure. appreciate that. So what did you do while you were investing in real estate in New York? Like, was that, was investing all you were doing? I was investing. I was consulting businesses. Okay. Yeah. And um, I had the restaurant and I had the, uh, I actually even owned, owned a deli as well. How did you get in the restaurants? It's like, what's the story with that? Well, because um, my wife, Spanish, and we just, she just said, you know, I love doing that. Let's just 
by a, by a restaurant, a Spanish restaurant. I said, okay, I'll do it. So I speak Spanish as well. <laughs> so we did it. We, we got a great response, but it's a tough business. You know, oh, yeah, oh my goodness, it's it's thin, and you, you've got to be there twenty four seven, and that's what was happening. So I couldn't, didn't want to do it. Sold it, got out. So did you sell it before the market crashed? Yes, to, amen. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. It was good. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. I was lucky with that. Yeah. Um. So then after the restaurant, you just did the business consulting and right, stayed and then the and then I when I. My mother moved down here like 24 years ago to Hilton Head. Okay. She, she came down by her boat, which was nice. Oh, and awesome. she goes, you know what? She looks around. She goes, I'm not leaving. It's beautiful. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so when things were tough for me, I came down and followed and said, you know what? This is beautiful. Here. I'm not going to leave myself. So I started building my, my website business there. That's what happened. And never left. So you, okay. So you moved to Hilton Head mm-hmm. last year. Um, you, your family all comes down here. That's right. And then, so where, what's that transition? What's the story between consulting, real estate, and then getting into web design? Like why web design, you know? Well, you know, as I said, the web design was because the internet is so much fun in the sense of there's so much growth in there. You're building business. You're learning about marketing. You're learning about sales. There's every aspect of building a business. It's what I love. I love building businesses. So you can go into any um, area you want, any subject you want. And just take it from there and grow it. So it was tough for me in the beginning. I had a couple of clients. I joined networks like a BNI. And when I got involved with all these different things, they started seeing, oh, this guy's a nice guy and he's smart. So my clientele started to grow and grow. So actually within two years, I went from like 30,000 to 300,000. So just by, by developing a network and learning my stuff, that's why I'm saying the money flows afterwards. It's what's inside. But as it grows, man, it just it's just... It's hard. It's a hard road, but you get out there and network, and it works. What? I mean, was there like a specific moment that you were? So I should ask you this then too. When you were still in New York, were mm-hmm. you utilizing the internet a lot up there? Like, did you recognize the power of the internet yes. fairly early? Yes. Okay. So, like, what kind of things were you doing? There's something called affiliate marketing, where you can actually go to any company, and if you put up your own website and sell their stuff with a link. It, it means you get a commission on that. So you can virtually do it with anybody, anywhere. And so I started doing that. And it was working. So I was selling different kinds of products and getting paid commissions for any company. So I, and I learned how to do it just by by growing and learning how to do it. It worked. <laughs> so you're just totally self-taught. Totally. I took classes. classes yeah, yeah, I took classes online. But all my computer knowledge is self-taught. And I can honestly tell you that the reason I got so good is because I learned how to do research from, from the schooling that I went through. And I just kept at it and not didn't stop. Kept going and going, and it worked. When you moved down here, so what mm-hmm. year did you move here? Like what? I think it was around two thousand thirteen. Okay. So yeah. So in the so how, how long did it take? I guess before then. So what were you doing for the five years between like the collapse and two thousand thirteen? Just like trying to like mitigate losses or. That's exactly, you know what, it wasn't like all at once, but it's kind of like winding yeah, down. Winding so down. winding down, and then as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm working in the, in the computers and just making some money with that and getting through with it. Okay. So and yeah. Move here, start eventually. That's right. And the so it was, like, it was like from hero to almost like zero <laughs> and, and sort of mitigating losses as I'm doing and, and trying to keep afloat as I was doing that. And it worked. Did you feel like... I mean, was there any, like, this is going to be kind of a personal question. No, it's fine. Was there, like, any kind of, like, depression or, like, you know what I mean? Like, how did you overcome that? Because I feel like, I think it would be hard to go from here to zero. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm sure it's, and I'm sure it's going to happen, right? happens to everybody on their journey up, but. Well, you know, some guys, it takes, they do it a couple times, you know, here or zero. But you know what? From, from having everything to almost nothing at one point is a, is a scary thing. But you know, you do, you have faith and you just keep. You find a passion and keep... I, I knew I'd always get back on my feet just because I, I know myself and I know I don't stop. And uh, you just keep going. And you just, there's no choice, especially if you've got kids, you know. Yeah. So I just went through it. It was a tough time. Was I depressed? Of course. You know. <laughs> but you don't ever give up. You don't, It's what I tell my kids. Never give up because that's how you become better. So you never doubted yourself. I'm sure. I feel like that's like an important distinction. It's... You know, there are times, of course, you do. But you just... There's no choice. You, you're either going to do it or not. You can say, oh, I'm poor me. I'm sorry for myself. I'm not going to take that boat. So my, my theory is 
you go into something and you burn the boat. In other oh, words, yeah. you just go into it and you, you it, it's life or death. You go and you just rock it. You just do whatever you can to become better and better and better. And you do that. And, you, and you, in, that, in that sense, you also go out and help other people. Is that the burn the boat from the Cortez story? Probably. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I quote that all the time. I love that. Uh-huh. Everybody's always like, what are you talking about? Burn the boats. And then, so like for people that don't know, uh, legend has it, right? Who knows this is history, but Cortez shows up on the banks of Mexico and he's only got 300 guys and the Spanish king has told them that they have to conquer the entire country of Mexico and they start looking around and they say, there's way too many people here. There's no way we're going to be able to do this. So Cortez takes a rowboat and rows out to his boats and sets them on fire and says, now you have no choice, and then they conquered all of Mexico. I cannot believe that you know that, because not many people do, and that's where it's from. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a great it's a great analogy, right? Burn the boats. Like, what gets any more real than 300 guys conquering all of Mexico? And, and you know what? When I've said that before to other people, they, they're like, huh? I don't get that. It means you go in and you do. You, you have no choice. There's no going back. You go in and you, you do it. It's the first choice. Is there a second alternative? There could be, but you focus everything on, on, on winning and succeeding. Uh, I, uh, I actually just heard Barbara Cochran on uh, uh, Shark Tank last uh-huh. night. Uh-huh. She was talking about uh, this lady was in there, great product, great pitch, I thought, but she started asking her some questions. She says, I can't invest in your company, and the reason why is because you have a backup plan. Her dad was like, had like a bunch of money or something. She said, I can't invest in it. The most successful people in this world are people that leave themselves no choice but to succeed. It's, Sink or swim. That's what it is. So you know what, Josh, in this respect, with what I'm doing, it's become the best. My goal is right now we're growing internationally. So I train. It's funny you said before about being an employee. I train and give such love to people that work for me that I want them to be better than anyone. I give them training. It's on me. I want them to be better and better and support them both financially and emotionally and in their business, in, in, in their job. So if I give that attention to every single person, every person, I've got 15 people with me now, maybe maybe almost 20. So every person knows that the source is coming from the top. They're going to become better. They've got the security of knowing that they have direction. I give that to them. The whole boat rises. So everybody has a plan. Everybody knows what to do. I give that to them, and the, and the company goes forward. When so when you first started in 2013, how long did it take to get your first person? Oh, I was networking, maybe a couple months. Okay, a couple yeah, months. Yeah. Uh huh. How and it was was it just you in the beginning? Because like I guess I don't just me. Okay. Yes. And then how does so you get your first? That's the first hire or the first client after a couple months. That was the first client. Okay, first uh-huh. client. How long did it take you before you start hiring people? I would say maybe a year or so. Okay. And what I did is I'm using a lot. People don't agree with it, but I I find it fantastic. I use a lot of people that are overseas. Okay. And I train them, and I'm finding people like in the Philippines. I've got people in the Philippines, in India, in Africa, and South America, and everybody loves what they do. You know, we find people that have passion. And... We just hire them to do to do their specific job, you know. So it's 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 like they don't know the whole business; they know exactly what they need to do. So together, so I have team meetings together. We just grow and work together to make make this whole boat go forward. It's like a car engine; every piece is important and works together to make that thing just rock and and run forward. How do you keep like what's the logistics like on something like that? So because you, you have people all over the world, right? So different time zones. Um, and then obviously, like, how do you, how are you guys communicating? Like, how are you managing all that? Good question. With SOPs, you know, SOPs, yep. Standard Operating Procedures, that and personal training, and we Zoom all the time. We have, we have actually, I've got like department, I've got writers, I've got people just in development. So we have different like team meetings, but then we've got whole company meetings that we all put our things together. And, and my, I've got like team leaders. It's like thought out, very detailed. So everyone has a task with management, following everybody. And, and you guys should do the same thing at some point. So everybody's got the specific task. And we, I'm the one that puts it all together. I'm in charge of everything, obviously. And by me showing them that there's leadership and, there, and there's direction and helping them through every kind of conflict or, or whatever the issue is, there are always things always arise. 
they know they've got support and they work together together. And that's what I do. So between Zoom and them speaking together, always with, with specific meetings, it all works together. And, and you know, I, I'm sorry. And I also have to do say when, when there are mistakes, you know, it's not, I expect it from them. And I, I tell everybody, I said, you know what? I don't care if they're mistakes. All they need to know is that you put 100% in, that you yeah. tried your hardest. If, if that's what you're doing, I can't have anything to say wrong for you. That's where I am with that. And it works. When, so when you first hired somebody from out of the country, how did you mm -hmm. find that first person? Like, what's the story with, how did you get into, you know, uh, international VAs and sure. you know, all that? First of all, people don't know what the word VA is. It's, <laughs> it's a big thing I'm, in real I'm so glad that, so. Is it? that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So a virtual assistant, there is something called um, online.ph. It's Filipinos online. Okay. And I bought this program. And so for $1,000 or something like that, you're able to have access to all these people and you just put in like a job description. It's almost like a fiver. Okay. And so people just are, are emailing you and just talking to you and say, please hire me. And so you go through this whole vetting process. And so you find people that are good. And I'll tell you, my people are good. And I, don't, I, have, I call them the dream team. And I don't have anything. And I've, I've fired people. You know, you've got to have people that they've got to have the passion and the, the want to grow and work with you. And that's what I have. I've got people that just love it and want to grow and just do it. Do you have any horror stories from like having to fire people or was it pretty, like, did you recognize early? Did you almost know right away or did it take time? You know, it took time. And the reason was because, you know, our things are so important. If you put a wrong keyword out for someone and it goes throughout the internet, it's a tough thing. For example, last a couple weeks ago, I had someone put in a wrong word for a client and a client saying like, like a wrong picture or, or a, a keyword that was wrong for them in social media that was like, really? <laughs> you didn't just do that? And the client saying, what are you doing? It's like, because what happens is if it goes viral, then there's an issue. So everything has to be done so right, so well, it's gotta be monitored. And so I had a, I had a woman who was continually saying, I'm sorry, Ed, I'll, I'll do it better, I'll do it better, but didn't have the passion and the focus to do it right. So after a while, I said, you know what, okay, I, I've given you all these chances, it's not right, I've gotta let you go, I'm sorry. It's tough. Firing people would be really tough, yeah. You, you know, sometimes you've gotta do it. I mean, there is an element of being strict, you have to be to, to make sure they're doing the job right. Because you know, who gets hurt? Ultimately, you get hurt, your client gets hurt, it's about taking care of the client and helping your client. If they're not getting the right information there's an issue yeah so it's I mean, what that's about right like and you can cause real damage like you said i mean how many people are online now exactly well, so. exactly and, and that's right and what happens is the internet it stays out there i mean there are ways to have have things not what's called indexed where where once it once it falls off it's okay and you can push things down like like what we do with, with um, reputation management but man when it's out there it's out there so you've got to be really careful it's funny, I think it was even before the internet really took off, Warren Buffett had a quote of, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and an instant to destroy it. It's the truth. And look at how much louder that is with the internet, right? Like everything you do is exponentially bigger than it would have Absolutely. been. Absolutely. You know, in the 90s, I think is when he said that. I think that's when he's quoted as saying that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty crazy. And for you guys to manage that and then also manage teams all over the world to do that, I think that's pretty... Oh, it's a task, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Again, back to having the passion. If you, again, if you love what you do, I love, I'm so lucky and blessed because I love what I do. And I can help anybody grow in their business and make it better for them. Because once what happens is when when their webpage, you know, increases up in, in top positions in Google, and we know that that thing's gonna convert, and they're getting phone calls, like, wow, this is the best because I've helped this client. They're getting phone calls, they're, it's changing their business, it works. It's, you gotta stick to it, it does take time sometimes. But man, when it just kicks in, I've had clients say, Ed, you know what? I'm getting 30 phone calls a day. You got to stop this. It's too much for us. <laughs> that's like, it's like, bam, I did it. You know, it's like, really? That's what I do. The more business, the better for you. Yeah, seriously. I can't imagine like, complaining about too many phone calls. But, you know, I guess everybody has a different growth goal, right? Plus, I mean, like, that's I right. have you ever heard of like Patagonia? Oh, sure. Um, so the, I can't remember their CEO's name. It's Yvonne. Uh, Either way. Mm -hmm. um, he says that they actually purposefully try to keep growth down. 
like, because their, but their philosophy is a little bit different. So their whole goal is, like, in 100 years, like, they still want to, they make every decision, like, in 100 years, will that make us still be here? So their whole thing was, like, because they've never taken out debt. They're not publicly traded. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can understand. I guess there are situations where maybe tampering growth is not necessarily a, a bad thing to do, right? Right. Like, well, that's true. You can't grow too fast. Yeah, absolutely. you don't want to grow too fast. Exactly. And the nice thing is if you get, but if you're getting a lot of phone calls, you can pick and choose who you want to work with. If that's you get true, to that yeah. point, it's like, okay, I've done it. That's where you are, where you, you've got control. That's true. I guess I never, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Absolutely. Um, have you always been interested in the internet then? Like, it, it was internet your passion for from the minute you saw it? When I first got online, I'm saying, you know what, this is interesting because it looks like you can make some good money with this. It looks like there's a lot of growth. And once I started doing it, it's like, whoa. And, and I just couldn't stop learning. You know, even my in my off hours, it's like, what am I missing? What can I be learning now to get better? It's just, it's what I do. You're obsessed. It's the word. That's the right <laughs> word. But I think it's a good obsession. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that it gets a bad end. You know, if you abuse obsession, it's not good. Oh, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think with business, it's, mm-hmm. well, that's what makes people great at their craft, right, is when they're obsessed. And it makes, I'm sure it makes it feel for you like you're not working, right? You love what you do. That's right. Yeah, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? It's like, you know, and you're doing the same thing because I see what you're doing. It's sculpting what you're doing and making it better and better and better always because you know what? It's a war out there. And if you're not, your competitors are going to be doing that. I love business for that. I love exactly. organized sports too, right? Like that's the that's right. I think and I find like a lot of guys that are successful, they come from organized sports backgrounds, right? Like, well, I should say the guys that have organized sports backgrounds are oftentimes successful in business. I think that's why that correlation of like you are in the trenches, like you know, you really got to get better at what you do, or else that's right, you're gonna be gone. That's right, and I, especially now, everyone's getting called from these SEOs, and a lot of these SEOs they they say they do it, they don't do it. It's like okay. We do it. We study it. We eat it. We learn it. We live it. <laughs> but that's what we do is we love. And it's, it works for people. So do you guys do a lot of business here in Savannah or is most of you over in Hilton Head? We're up in Hilton Head, but I love it here. My daughter goes to SCAD. So I'm looking to come down here and grow. I've, I've been here. I've got some clients here. I want to grow here. And you want you guys to help me do it. And find some <laughs> is good that, people. Is Absolutely. that your long-term strategy? Yes. Okay. We're actually opening an office in Orlando, Florida now as okay. well. We, we've got an office in Quito, Ecuador. I mean, we're, we're, we're growing. We're just expanding, but it's all, it's controlled and it's just wonderful. How did you, um, I was going to actually, speaking of Ecuador, so for everybody that doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't know, he, you uh, and Nicholas, Nicholas works out of Ecuador, that's who manages that. That's my partner. Yeah, uh-huh. that's your partner. So yeah. how did you guys, how did you and Nicholas meet? We actually met from a course. We were taking an online course and believe it or not, some of these courses are super expensive, but it's worth it. So this is obviously super worth it for me because I met Nicholas. So I was taking this class online. It's like like over $3,000. People go, really? But man, some of the information that you get, I can just use and, and help other people with. And so I met Nicholas on this. So And we just clicked. And the rest is history. history. How long ago was that? It's been two years now with him. Okay, two years. Uh-huh. Okay. So actually, when we met you guys, it wasn't that long after. Well, it'd have been a little, yeah. Like yeah, it was like probably about a, maybe a year, year and a half. So maybe he's been with me two, maybe maybe three years. We've been together some time now, and we've come a long way together. He's good, really good at technical stuff. I'm good at the marketing. So together, it's like whoa. He was telling me about the uh, spending the weekend in the volcano. I was like, oh my god, it sounds so nice in Ecuador. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's pretty. It's inexpensive. It's beautiful. The food's amazing. So, really enjoy it. Want you guys to come down? Yeah, we have to come. Have you, how you many will times come have you been down. down there? Like five. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So you go down there pretty regularly. Yeah, but you know what? I speak the language, so, so that makes it. Oh, it's, so I can go anywhere. It's just wonderful. Absolutely. Um. So before the podcast, we we're talking a little bit. Found out something new. Mm-hmm. The uh, you had um, uh, brain cancer. Yeah. So, well. Well, tumor. Yeah. It, yeah. So. You, I was lucky enough to, to have it as what's called a grade one. So, yeah, I was, I, I really didn't think I'd, I'd be here. So I accepted my own death. And because that's what they were going to they were saying to me. The doctor said to me, you're probably not going to make it. You know, um, we definitely think that you're not going to be able to speak. You probably won't be able to hold a job. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to beat these guys. So, right, you know, and you know what I did? Because I can honestly say, because I actually couldn't speak for like five years. I had to relearn how to talk again. 
Holy as horrible as it was, it was. So that that actually proved something because I learned a lot from that. Proved something to myself that you know what, people can come over, overcome anything they put their mind to it. What? How old were you when that happened? How long ago was that? I was thirty-eight. So that was two thousand. Um. Yeah. Two thousand. From well, I'm older now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, when was that? What that was, was that? For, that was nineteen ninety-five for me. Oh, that was ninety-five. What? Yeah. I'm, no I'm, way. I'm uh, sixty-two. No 16. way, you're yes. not. I thought you were in your 40s, Good. man. Really? Thank yeah, you. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. See, that's why I'm saying I've got a lot of experience with business yeah. and life. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Yeah. That blows my mind. You yeah. look great, man. Thank What's you, man. the secret? The secret is being athletic when you're younger, not taking drugs, not really drinking, not abusing your body, and just doing the right thing. And yeah, and, and loving what you do. So that's right. Isn't that something? Turning 62. So yeah, I was 38. So this is years ago. Um, I overcame it. And I just kept going. So I would say that I'm about maybe 98%. There, there are certain times where, where if I get a little anxious, I find that I may may have like a stammer or a, a slight stutter. Yeah. But that's it. Well, I never even noticed. So I mean, like, Amen for that. <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. So I'll tell you, that, you know, with that, every day is really a blessing. And I was, I remember lying there on the bed thinking that, you know what, the only thing that's really important, again, is your family, your true friends, and God. That's it. Nothing else is really important. Live the life you, the best you can and, and love other people and help them. And that's what I try to do. That's profound. I feel like, so... How does that change the way you live? Like, was there a dramatic... Right, having that thinking. Obviously, I know for five years, and you couldn't talk, so I'm sure that, that changed. But I mean, besides that, in a, like in a more deep sense of it, like having that experience, how did that change you going forward? Well, you know, you would think that it would change me completely. So, as time goes on, more and more, I still get nervous, like during the days or something, and I get intense. You know, so I should say, you know, things just don't matter the way they 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 probably should, if that makes sense. I got you. Yeah. So so. Um, you know, it, it's faith and, and just going forward and just not stopping and just doing the right thing. You know, because we all, we're all going to go, but you do the right thing for yourself, your clients, and especially your kids and your family. That's what I believe. That, that's what I've learned the most. Just by not giving up, there's big lessons in that. I um, kind of stunned you. I'm sorry. I'm stunned. No, that's okay. That's a totally, yeah, the fact that... Uh, you're 62, really, you know, whatever. I don't want really? to feel of anybody's okay. age. I'm shocked. I mean, like, yeah. I wish everybody could see you. You guys, if you get a chance, go on Facebook, look up Ed Gelb, G-E-L-B. Tell me this man does not look like he's in his 40s. I appreciate crazy. that. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, great, man. Thank Seriously. you so okay. much. So we'll yeah. get past that now. I'm gonna, okay. okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you said going forward, your guys' plan is to expand internationally. So you have um, Ecuador going on, you have Orlando going on. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make a push west, or like, what's your? Do you have anything beyond that? What's your five years? Yeah, we're we're looking to grow nationally. You know, let me just first say this: we really are looking to help our clients. You know, the growth will come. It's just doing the right thing because it's referrals. It's just it's growing well and just doing the right thing. We love to grow and, and go across, you know, nationally and, and do things internationally. We do things in Spanish, and we're, we're, we've got accounts down in Quito, Ecuador, and we're, we're even getting an account in Chile, so in Argentina. So it's growing. It's wonderful. We can build websites in Spanish. We can we build websites everywhere. It's wonderful. That's Is there a huge market in South America for? You know, let me say it's different. Are people growing? Yes. So what are some of the hurdles that you had overcome to kind of start, you know, get that going over there? Like what has been, is there, what's the biggest, some of the biggest differences? Well, people think differently and you know, the money's different. And you know, since cultures are different, it's, you know, trust is everything. And so when they see an American company come down, they, they like it, but they're, they're saying, okay, will this guy take care of me? I'm just a, a, a local guy here. You know, I don't know if I trust this big American company because they don't really know who we are. They right. think, oh, it's a big American company. So it's a trust concern for them. Has it been, I'm sure it's been helpful then to have somebody, you know, Nicholas, who's from there, mm-hmm. kind of being the, the face of the organization for, right? I mean, has that kind of helped overcome some of that? Completely, absolutely. And that's really what, what is really doing it. So by having someone local that speaks without an accent, you know, in their language, 
it's like okay it's another guy here that that's just like us that's what gets us the business and it's, it's just interesting As, are you guys going to expand your services with that so we should mm-hmm. actually back up so what that's do okay. you do right now like what kind of ser- what services do you guys offer do we offer here or everywhere? We offer, you know, I've got a whole list. Let me take a look. I thought I was, I was prepared. Let me see here. So we do actually branding services, search engine optimization, which is SEO, online advertisement, website development, email marketing, media services, which means we do video and podcasting, which is so cool, like you're doing, and social media. So that we take everywhere. And we do it well. We've got an expert in that that's just helping us with everything. And we're taking that internationally and nationally. And then when as you expand, do you plan on rolling out more services? Or like what's your, do you have any more, besides just like spreading locations, like are you guys going to expand what you do? Or what, what is your plan there? The main thing, honestly, is we want to expand by consulting. You know, if, if we can speak about it to other, other businesses first, that's really helping them. And then we can implement the services. So we're going to pretty much stay with what we're doing with these with these services now, but grow in the consulting capacity. And what do you mean by that, consulting? So consulting for businesses or consulting for internet businesses specifically? No, consulting for any business, you know, in terms of growing their business on the internet by doing their websites, by doing their social media, and so on and so on and so forth. Okay. So basically what you do, what you do for us is That's for right. everybody. That's right. Okay. Um, and are you... Uh, you got it. I got it. <laughs> you know what's funny is every single time that I do these interviews halfway through, I have to cut this little section out because like I get to this point in the conversation where I don't know why, but it's like I hit like a, like a wall. You know what I mean? I've got answers for that. But what's the answer? The answer is when I go back, I'm going to put this whole thing together of how to prepare for everything and have a whole list of things. And then, and then you cut it out. Whatever you don't need. I normally, because, and you know, some people have been giving me the advice I should have like a list. Like, they can't believe, like, when they come in, like, I don't have a list at all. I mean, we make them like an hour long, right? And I don't have like any kind of, I just want, because I, but I've always wanted the conversation to be authentic, right? I don't want to like. No, I agree with that. But you can also have the authenticity by, by preparing it and having some basic ideas. And then you give that list to them. And so, and so when they, they have that list as well. They can think of things and ask you questions, so it's it's almost engagement as well, just like social media, where it's back and forth. It does not be just about them; it's together how you can grow as well with them. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe that's what I should. That's going to be the next evolution in the exactly. In the, yeah, and you know what? There are courses on it. It's, there are courses on it, and there is it. Yeah, there, there are courses on it. There are ideas of, of how to make this thing even better. And I'm going to give you a whole bunch of things that's going to rock this thing with you. Do you guys do a podcast currently? We're developing it now. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you guys going to do about? How to take, just what we're talking about, how to take businesses from mediocrity to hero. And how to, how to create engagement and bring them to the top of Google and just make them the authority. How to make them the best they can be and just bring in tons of business for them. I'm super pumped. I didn't know you guys are going to do a podcast. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. When did That's you, what, when's when, your plans for that? What's your plans for rollout? We're rolling it out probably within a month. Okay, within a month. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that you came with a podcast, I was like, man, these guys rock. <laughs> I was like, wow. I said, Nicholas, do, do you see what these guys are doing? They are so on, on it. I just have every, that's why I'm saying I have every faith in you guys because you're, you're jumping in the gun before we're saying come do this and this and this because when you have this thing down pat and you have it out on iTunes and everywhere and having it just because this brings tons of traffic people can really recognize who you are they're going to recognize your voice you do this with video as well boom video shows podcast shows you're going to rock Thank it's you, exciting man thanks Ed um, so actually yeah. I did have a couple other questions so I don't want sure. to like, give away too many secrets no, but sure, I did sure. see some stuff so uh uh, recently, uh, this this guy I know on Facebook posted a pick uh, an article, mm-hmm. Business Insider. He's like so blessed to have been featured in Business Insider. I click on the link, I start going through it, and I realize this is not from Business Insider. This guy paid for this article to be on here. What do you think <clears throat> of those articles? Do you think that that helps your credibility or hurts your credibility? Well, remember you just said you didn't know. I really, and if I hadn't dug deeper, I might have never realized. Well, well, let me tell you, 
the fact that you did it is smart of you but no one everyone's pretty much superficial they will only see that name they go wow you know what this guy's doing but all these guys that you see you know they've got all these labels on their website forbes what they've done is they've paid for that that's you're like really so you can go out and you can go to forbes and say listen if i give you i'll give you a thousand dollars and you take my article and you'll publish it and i have a big link back to me and i can go out and say i'm on forbes and people believe that and they do that every day and so it's not just business insider it's all these magazines they all do it for the money and so how do you go about that so we so like if somebody let's say is here on this podcast they want to go about doing that mm -hmm. do they go to you guys do they go directly obviously i know you're gonna say you but like how do you how do they do that there's also something called harrow h-a-r-o where you can get all these journalists um just by getting on their list and so on but you can also contact them and contact the companies direct there are ways to do that so it, you can do that that way they're open that's to that crazy. oh that's, that's I great market for that I, when i started reading i was like wow this is pretty <clears> you know i think there you know obviously uh, his internet people must have been doing because there was like keywords like every like fifth or sixth sentence it was like that's right it almost didn't make sense but it was like vague you know what i mean it was like vaguely relevant to the him but it was more talking about coming like what's his name buys houses it'll just be like a sentence like three sentences down like what's his name buys houses mm -hmm. um but i think that i thought that was pretty genius i'm sure that they're making this killing off that too absolutely absolutely you know and let me tell you something else a really good nugget when you do really good press releases with different kinds of platforms and which is what we also do your press release will go out to news stations across the country across the world and so I did one a couple months ago for a real estate, my real estate client in Hilton. And he goes, he goes, Ed, how did you get my name on Hawaii Five? He goes, my name was there. I go, it's because we did a great press release. But today, people don't know it. So when you're doing that, you're getting your name out. And then you have in the press release that links back correctly to your website and your, your Google platforms. Boom. How does that work? How does the press release work? Like, what do you, you know, it's, it's a, a newswire. It goes out everywhere on, whoops, I'm sorry, on their newswire. It goes out to everywhere. I mean, when I, when I do one, I think we've done a couple for you already. It hits over 300 news stations across the country. Absolutely. And what does that do? That gives you real authority. It tells Google your real business. It's just awesome. And it all links back to your platforms. And so by getting these links back to your platform, it creates this domain authority of who you are that's how you beat your competition people don't know this and there are all these ninja strategies that i'm going to be doing for you and my clients that just work like this i think that um a lot of people still don't recognize either how much how important online is it's weird to me when you're going through business how many people still aren't taking it as serious as i think they should everybody should take it seriously they don't I'd say a lot of the older crowd, yeah. guys that are more my age, they don't get it. They still do things traditionally. But the young crowd, I'm finding like you guys in your, your age range, 20 to, to 45, even to 50 now are getting, are starting to get it. Online is everything in terms of marketing. You do it, you do it right, you'll be everywhere. And that's how people are getting famous and, and getting more and more business. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you is, uh -huh. so I know I did a little bit, of, I've been doing a little bit of research on the algorithms for Google. Right. And I think it's pretty fascinating. I don't think people realize how, how fluid that is and how often Google is changing and making it harder and doing. So like in your, you know, over the course of the last seven years, how have you been, how do you overcome that? How do you? Well, I'll tell you something. Years ago, people would take just keywords and they would take the keyword, put it in white and put it on a white background. Just Fill their, fill their pages with tons of keywords for people not even being able to see it, but they know that Google would read it. All the code, it's all encoding. Because Google doesn't read the pages, they read the coding inside of it. And so there are all these what's called black hat tricks. And so Google's getting so smart now, they're just kicking these people out. So by doing it right, it's called white hat, um, internet with white hat. It's just, that's the only way to go. How, but how do you guys um, stay on top of that? You know, because I mean, it, that, even with the white hat, like certain aspects of that must be changing all the time, right? I mean, always, always. We actually 
it's going to sound like over the top. We actually have someone who's a professor in a university that studies mathematics and follows the algorithms when they come out from Google. We, we get it from the beginning. So we go that deep, but following algorithms is a huge thing. And, and they're out there. You've got to do it right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Does Google make their algorithms public? They, they've, they patent them. So when they're patented, of course, when they patent them, they come out and they're public. So yes. Thanks. So you'd really have to be paying attention to the patent office. Right? Oh my, I mean, absolutely. And, and not only that, and I'll tell you, the way that we really understand Google is by testing Google. Because a lot of people say, well, how does that work? If you, te if you put something out there and test it, that's the way you become an expert. If you put something out there and test it by doing what's called A-B testing, you try one thing, then you try another, see what, what happens, what comes back to you then you're an expert because you see what's working, what's not working. And the algorithms work that way because Google doesn't give you everything. That's kind of interesting because, you know, I guess they're, you know, everything's cutting edge with that, right? So you really don't have a blueprint to go by because if they're changing the algorithms all the time, like you have to just constantly... Daily. Be, yeah. They're brilliant and they know. And they, they don't want to be manipulated, but they do because by, by us SEO guys going and manipulating all these algorithms... They're making money because we're getting people in there that want to be on there. That's they're making money. It's all about the money. Google's making, I think, like thousands of dollars per second. Did you see how? Did you say they just had an antitrust? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's been filed yet, but it's about to be filed. I can't remember. In fact, Apple dropped. I think yesterday. You know, all tech stocks are taking a huge. Right. Shit. Yeah, because yeah. of that. They think it's a monopoly. They're saying, you know, these guys are ruling everything. It's an interesting thing because I think the internet creates natural monopolies. It does like, to those who know how to do it. Yeah, like Amazon, right? There really isn't a point having 10 Amazons. Like, you can create all the competition you want, but like Amazon literally sells it for as cheap as possible. I don't know. How do you, oh, I don't think there's really a way that you could overcome that. I think the internet in itself inherently creates these huge players, right? Because who wants 10, you know, Google's great. It's one app, and your username, you know, your uh, profile goes over all these different things. Who would want to break that up into like seven different logins and, it's about the money. They're going to want to break it up. Yeah, you think they're, and they're going to? And they're going to. You think they're going to? Yeah, at some point, listen, at some point, you know, you can't own everything. And Google is like the gorilla. You know, they're getting 95% of the traffic, about some of that now, where it's like, it's all, the word Google is now a word. I'm going to go Google it. You know, so they own everything. And so no one wants that. If they can break it up in some way and own it, it's about the money. They're going to do it. <laughs> Have you ever seen that uh, meme about Yahoo? It says, if you ever feel like you're useless, check out the top 10 things search on Yahoo. And number one's like Google. <laughs> number two's YouTube. Right. <laughs> Actually, like five of the top 10 was like Google-related services. It's crazy. Imagine that, huh? Yeah. I actually read this article one time about, like, it's like in the middle of the night, so I don't think like, a lot of people knew. But Google went down, I think it was like two years ago, just for like 30 minutes or something. And in that 30 minutes, it took down almost 50% of websites. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, like so, like not to in total, but like functionality on all these websites because of how many websites rely on Google in some capacity for their content and for everything. Everyone, else. and it goes further than that. Everyone's relying on it. it's. It, Google's creating economies everywhere. It's around the world. It's just that's what they want. It's, it's a scary thing in a way. It's how do you break that up? Do you think? Oh, I wouldn't even fathom to guess. <laughs> does um, with the algorithms from Google, does, so does Facebook and Twitter and all these social sites? Do they do the same thing? They do the same thing. They're copying Google in a lot of ways, or they're they're doing their own. But I'll tell you, it's big market, and if they can get their hands on it and do it right, that's what's that's why they're growing so well. Everyone's following it, and that's why they have to have all these antitrust laws. That's crazy. Um, so another thing that I wanted to ask you is how has COVID affected your business? It's actually helped our business. Oh, really? Yeah, because since we're, you know what, I stay inside, I call it my cave. I'm in there anyway all day. <laughs> so if I don't really go out, just by, by in a sense of, of saving time by sitting on Zoom, you know, I can speak to all these businesses and they're starting to have to do it. So I'm inside just doing what I was doing always. And people need it. So it hasn't really affected me that much. It's actually helped me grow. So more people have turned, have you seen more people turn to the internet then since COVID? I mean, I know with Zoom and everything, like a lot of people are working from home, but you guys aren't doing the infrastructure for that at all, right? Like, yeah, we're seeing a lot of growth in the e-commerce area with that. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, people aren't going out there. They're buying online much more. Oh, Even yeah. through the supermarket, they're buying online. Did you see Amazon sales last quarter? 
crazy. Exactly. Ridiculous. It went up like 30% or something. That's right. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. In one quarter. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Um, who do you listen to? Like, is there any, um, what, what, what books you're reading or who you listen to right now where you get like information from? I, I subscribe to tons of, of social media um, places. To tons of, I'm reading books every day. I get them off Amazon. It's about building businesses. There's so much material out there. I, I couldn't say just one source. What's, uh, is there anything that's standing on your mind right now that you're reading? I do something, I read something from a place called Digital Marketer. It's all about how to grow agencies with, and, and helping your clients. It's just huge. Is it like a daily publication? Or like, what is that? It's almost like an agency that helps agencies. Okay. And they, they put out a lot of content. And I also, honestly, I belong to mentor groups mm-hmm. that are guys from around the world. And we meet every week. And so just by speaking with them, I'm getting tons of information, tons of sources of things to do. And are the mentor groups mostly uh, internet guys? or like All internet guys. Okay, all internet all, guys. It's all guys that are... In their head, like just like me, <laughs> but these some of these guys are like Google guys, and they are so brilliant. It's like really, I'm like, what? I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> when they, they almost talk in code, it's like whoa. So they're so smart, but they lead you to places to make you think. You want to be the guys that are smarter than you always. Yeah. And they make you think and get better and better. So that's really my source. You know, these guys just groups of, of people that know their stuff. I love the quote, if you're the smartest guy in the room, it's probably time to find a new room. I, I want to be the dumbest guy in the room. Yeah. These guys, exactly. That's awesome. How did you find those groups? Just by being online. and Actually, some of them found me. And just by being involved and saying, you know what, do you want to join this? Even like, you'll find a lot of these things even on Facebook. You know, by, by some of these groups. Like, you join one group, you'll find, you like one, you find another that's even better. It's just being out there experience in the trenches. Um, what... Um, What's the most, uh, I know you had given me a couple books, but what books for them, for people that are listening, what books do you recommend the most for like people that are getting started um, in business, period? Um, you know, you're going to laugh, but I love Tony Robbins. Really? Uh, you know what, some people go, you know, it's all fluff, but there's so many things that are so good about what he says. Oh, so yeah. It's so uplifting. And people don't, you know, they read it, but they don't do anything with it. A lot of these books that, that, you know, personal sell help are so good because it really makes you think and it, when you implement it, you work it. It makes you better. So any Tony Robbins book? Tony Robbins books, I like things like, you know, Stephen Covey, all the things that just make you better. Even the old books like Think and Grow Rich, I've gone through all these things, you know, and I study and study and study them. I loved uh, the, the Zig Ziglar one that you had. He's I saw my audible. I always forget the name of it. Absolutely. It was really interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. His sales stuff is timeless. It's crazy. And I didn't realize, like, the humble beginning, like, how for the first, when he first got into sales, like, he was terrible and then got better because of implementing strategies that he learned and then, you know, putting that in a book. I thought it was And really that's cool. the same thing for everyone. Listen, Dell started in a college room. Amazon started in a garage. All, all these things, you start, you have a humble beginning and you just keep working what you do. You read and learn and grow and talk to people, get get in trenches. It works. It works. You just don't stop. So that would be the advice you have for anybody that's going to start? Absolutely. Get after it. Sharpen the pencil and worry about the money coming later. Just get better. Um, so that's what I... Because I don't know if... Have you listened to the past ones? Mm-hmm. So. The last... The lawyer was really good. Billy? Yeah, he was really good. I like Billy a lot. He's a he's a really good friend of mine, and uh, I got to cut a bunch out of his because we actually left the uh, the office phone in here because you know normally Matt carries around, so it was just like ringing. I felt, and then I had middle you know my my middle hang up like I always <clears> have in the middle of these. Um, but anyway, that's normal, man. Yeah, that's normal probably. Let but me, you know, it feels like an, you know Joe Rogan go for three and a half hours and on live television or you know on live YouTube. Oh. I mean, comparisons with Deepa Joy, I get it. But, but let me tell you. Practice. I'm only on my fourth one, maybe. It's practice. And the guy's been doing it for years. Ten years. Exactly. So you know what? Let me tell you. There's so much of that scripted that you don't realize. The guys that he's got in the corner there, they're all like prompting. Believe you me. You think so? I know so. On Joe Rogan? Isn't he the whole sales pitch is that it's authentic? It is, but you get a little help from your friends. But let me tell you. 
when when you and I are sitting and working, working intensively, it's like okay. After about an hour, it's like okay, man, I gotta just take a break. You yeah. gotta kind of stop and kind of regroup. It's a normal thing. You do fucking great. <laughs> you gotta Thanks, cut man. this stuff out. I'll just like beep. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Do you care about swearing? Does it? Ma- I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me either. Okay. Fuck it. No. <laughs> okay. There you go. I'm just kidding. I should be careful what I say. Um, <clears throat> so, what's crazy is that I think that podcasting, I think the whole podcasting landscape is going to change on that Joe Rogan got that money, hundred million. That's crazy. I know. How many other platforms are going to start paying? Like, where do you think that the you know, if hundred million from Spotify, how much is iHeartRadio willing to pay? Or, you know, because I think that there is, I get that, I, we've been sold by some radio, and I, I'm not against radio at all, but I, just based on the future, the way everything else has moved, the way TV's moved, I just think it's a matter of time before, before radio does that same transition where everything is just streaming from your phone, right? I don't think that the radio in the car is going to, like, Fully agree with you. Fully yeah. agree with you. Um, <clears throat> and as that happens, right, we're already seeing a $100 million contract on three years, supposedly. How much... Do you know that that's when I saw you put this thing out? Literally, I was like blown away. I was like, "These guys are on it." Do you know what kind of traffic you can get from this? I mean, do you really do you have any idea? No, I have no idea. We just started. So, so why? I want to know why you did this. I did this. I did this, and I did the vlog because I think that there is a really interesting thing going on in Savannah. Res- investment period right now, which or the real estate world, I guess I should say, which is that you have this historically old city that went on a rise, a boom, and then dropped off, and now it's on its second coming, and I'm not sure that it's going to stop this time. And I, so, like, I just thought it would be really <clears throat> important to, as cheesy as cliche as it sounds, to document that in real time as it happens, because I think that in in a hundred years or even fifty years, I think Savannah is going to be unrecognizable. Maybe besides just like downtown historic district, mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to keep that That's historic, right. yeah, uh-huh. you know, and maybe not the islands either, right? Like Tybee's going to end up being stuck in time, whatever. But like, I think as you get to the south side and all that, I think all that's going to be changed. I think most of Savannah's going to be changed. You're not going to recognize those west side neighborhoods that are like agreed, yeah, bad right now. And I think, um, well, I think you're going to see growth also though in uh, Beaufort, uh, Hilton Head. It's just tr- the change is ridiculous now, and and I think Brunswick too. Right, like all that's going to start oh, yeah. to fill in Jacksonville to Charleston. It's already started, absolutely. Yeah, and I think there's, I don't know, well, and I don't know if you watch the <clears> vlog <throat> at all, but I had Curtis uh, Bellin out from Bell Home, shout mm-hmm. to Curtis. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how, in his eyes, kind of what's happened is COVID, all these people from the north were going to move here eventually anyway. And with COVID happening, all that's done is bring the future to right now. And I've, I've, that's really resonated with me. I've thought about that a lot. And I think he's absolutely right. Like, Home prices are through the roof. Like yeah. every inspector you talk to, every real estate agent you talk to, people are crazy busy. Money yes. pouring in from yes. New York, pouring in from California. <clears throat> it's it's a t- like if you want to get started in real estate, now's the time, and this is the city. And I and I think that that is a cool that we were that we get to be here for this. You know, very true. Um, and I'm sure I'll start having guests from outside of Savannah eventually, right? But. Uh, Right now, that's kind of where I'm at with the podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably the vlog will try to stay mostly local. Uh, we might start doing some stuff like when I go to Dallas or whatever. And I was even thinking about doing like a second episode every week. So I guess now I said it on the podcast. Now I guess it's official. But, you, you know, um, you have to be, you have to be, um, what's the word? Cons- consecutive? We got to just, cons- I'm looking for the word cons- um, consistent. Consistent, thank yeah. you. Wow. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say you're going to do it, you get a following, they're going to expect it. So you can't alter yeah, from that. Can't, yeah, and, I, and well, right now we do every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts. But then what I was kind of thinking is maybe, because what I kind of did is like we started like a series on vlogging uh, like people's flips. Mm-hmm. So we've done a couple of those. <clears throat> this week's going to be another one of those. But in between those, I wouldn't mind doing like a second series almost of the same vlog of like tips and tricks from us. Because like we're constantly learning new things. And if we can avoid, if we can help others that are getting started avoid some of the pitfalls that we've fallen through, we're not that far ahead of them. Let's just bring them, let's just keep bringing them up to us, right? That's right. The more people that are in this market, the better off we are. The better off everybody is. Right? The more people that will get help, the more, you know. And I mean, we're kind of transitioning into a, a flip and there's plenty of flips for everybody. 
you know, so if we can get people started in wholesaling, it's just going to help us. The more people we help, the more, you know what I mean? It's reciprocal. But you need to stay ahead of them. Like how so? In terms of knowledge, in terms of connections, in terms of money. As you bring people in, they don't think the way that you do. You, you, you think correctly because you're, you're, you've got a good heart and you're smart. I don't say that. I don't make my head bigger. No, but, I, I, <laughs> but you know, I'm, not, I'm telling you from my heart, it's the truth. People don't think like that. They don't have the same capacity or the same intention. You know, and and they will they will be out to eat other people's lunch. You know, and let me just say that it sounds terrible, but it's a war out there. And and I say that in terms of even my work. Like when when I see what I need to do for people in Google for for clients for businesses in Google, I've got to make sure that I am defeating, just dominating their competition, because the competition doesn't care about them, usually. The competition wants them to drop. The same thing's gonna happen for you. That you, you're gonna to wanna to stay ahead of the curve. You, yes, you wanna bring people in, but you wanna be better than them and stay that far ahead of them. Otherwise, they're, they're gonna just overtake you in some ways, and you don't want that. And by doing what you're doing, you will win. And you're doing that. I've kinda of got inspired from Max Maxwell, too. Have you ever heard of Max Maxwell? So. I haven't. It's not a big deal. A lot of people, <clears throat> but uh, he uh, he started in real estate investing three years ago, and he said that he he blew five hundred thousand dollars last year on whatever he wanted. That's in three years. Mm-hmm. And he started a YouTube channel two years ago, and in two years he's done one hundred forty. He's got one hundred forty-seven thousand subscribers. Love the guy. Love the guy. That's right. And um, his whole philosophy is kind of like what I just said, which is uh, just keep feeding knowledge out. And and you, you know, please don't take me wrong. I'm not saying to. You know, it's about when you give and give and give. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. It's really helping people, absolutely. And a lot of people will not take that, and they won't. They won't use it. Oh yeah, that's the thing, right? Like you can say whatever you want, but I don't think you know ninety nine percent of the people uh, that hear the advice. I, I mean, it sounds great in the moment, but they'll never do anything with it. That's a fact. And I mean, that's not from me. That's that, that I've heard that on Bigger Pockets. I've heard that on. Max Maxwell, I've heard that from Gary Vaynerchuk. I've heard that oh, yeah, from yeah. everybody. Right? Uh-huh. Gary V says it all the time. He's, you know Gary V? Oh my! <laughs> I, I watch him like almost. He's one of my guys actually. He's amazing. He's amazing, and yeah. he's really good at social. It's amazing what VaynerMedia has done in the last ten years. I know. It's crazy the growth that they've had, and I mean they, well, they're uh, valued at almost half a billion dollars. <laughs> crazy social media yeah, company. Amazing. It's amazing. It's crazy. So you follow uh, Gary Vee pretty closely. Always. In fact, I'm taking a course from, from him right now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So what's that like? This course is, it, it, he has his own style. You know, people I think you either love him or just hate him. I love the guy because it's just so real. And the course I'm taking is about branding. And it's just, oh, I mean, it's just he just shoots from the hit. It's just the real thing. He's just awesome. That's the word. His just, philosophy about brand beats product every time, I, I couldn't agree more. That's why I said to you for weeks, even though we may not be getting leads so quickly because it takes time, we build the brand, the brand becomes authority, and you win. Because once you have your, your authority out there, and you're actually out there, you're not hiding in a garage somewhere, but you're able to take your authority and show the world who you are. People are going to say, you know what, I want to be like that guy, or I want to be part of that guy, or, or learn from that guy. They're going to come to you in droves. That's what happens. That's where the whole, this whole thing works. And all of a sudden, it's just going to click. Boom. Calls coming in saying, you know what, this guy has his act together. He's got integrity. He's, he's ethical. I want to work with this guy. He's the kind of guy I've, I've heard. People will be talking about you in the street. And that's what, he, that's what Gary, Gary V says. You know, what are, what are they saying about you when you're not there? That's what's important. Yeah, I 100% It's agree. everything, really. It's what's your reputation. What are people thinking about it? How, do they trust you? If they trust you, they'll do business with you. That's what's that about. I think that's the whole base of all it, business, right, is trust. Absolutely, everything. Authority, yeah. Exactly. I, um, I know he gets a bad rap, but I like the sales strategies from Jordan Belfort. So I have the straight line persuasion. Do you know anything about Jordan Belfort? I, in fact, I used to live near him. Really? I know all about him. His, probably he's the best salesman in the world. He's got oh, yeah, great training, great. Yeah. great, you know, use it right. 
he does some very bad things, but you use his, his information right, you win. It's, it's, it's great stuff. It's great. We use it for our training. Oh, really? The straight line yeah, persuasion? Absolutely. We're actually training someone right now on that with his stuff. Yeah, I have the SLP on my, uh, I actually learned it because I did like a sales job selling DirecTV in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And them guys were absolute killers. Like, you would, like they started on, they started in Walmart. We started in Walmart selling DirecTV to people that were just walking by. And then some of the guys were making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year doing nothing but selling wow. DirecTV. Wow. Which is like $150 a pop. Uh huh. How many customers? You know, thousand customers. That's a lot. It's a lot of customers. Um, and their whole, the base of that was everybody learned that went through the straight line persuasion. It's like life changing. It is. I think another thing that I find that I'm starting to learn as far as people that are successful versus unsuccessful is people that are successful have a tendency to invest in themselves. Like in the courses that you're talking about, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I find mm-hmm. that to be extremely prevalent. That's, again, to me, that's everything. That's, Back to, again, it's sharpening the pencil. It's it's making yourself better and better and better. You take that and you just don't stop and you apply it, you apply it correctly. You, you apply, apply what you learn to help others and bring them higher. That's what it's all about. What instilled that in you? Just trial and error? Like, is there somebody that, you know, where did that come from? You mean for me? Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I remember one day I was in college and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm different than other people here. I don't know why, but I've got this thing inside that I just want to get better at what I do, at what I in my life. You know, whether it's taking care of my kids, whether it's playing basketball or playing or working in my job, I want to. I want myself to develop and grow, any way that I can to get better. It's maybe it's a competitive thing, but it's something that you have. Some people just don't have that, or they're they're just lazy. I'm not that way. And I want to take that and give that to other people as well. It helps people. So that's something you're born with. I think it's a natural thing. Uh-huh. And, and you know what? You know, I will. I will say that when you see things that you just feel you can't do, you just go after it and you, you try and make it work the best you can. You, you you know, I can't tell you how many times I've already we've discussed it. I've failed. When you fail, it's about how you get yourself up and how you get back on track. You do it because when you do that, you learn a lot and you give it to other people. It's experience. I mean, you learn more through failure than anything else. We've learned way more from the deals we've lost than the deals we've gotten. Exactly. And, and, and now you do it right as you go along. No one can just do it straight up at all. Not, nothing straight. You know, the, the way you want it. It's, it's almost like that stock market, up and down, up yeah, and down. You just want the ups to be more right. than the... Exactly. Yeah. So, so as you get older and as you get more experience and you, you do the right things... Your success comes. You connect with the right people. That's what I believe. But it's it's really about you loving what you do. If you've got that inner passion, you grow. That's when you kick some ass. I hear you. Um, well, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, enjoyed it tremendously. How do you? Uh, where where can people find you? Uh, I'm at advancedwebsitestrategies.com, and um, it's my website. And Ed at advancedwebsitestrategies.com. And you guys are actively looking for more clients? We're looking for clients, and uh, we can help clients tremendously grow their business. We're looking to grow in Savannah and, and, and Ashley, so. I appreciate you coming on, man. Love it. Thank you <laughs> so right, much. All right, see you. Okay. Bye.